So, so that's why I'm not in the NBA, just to let you know. It has nothing to do with me sucking, right? But some of us fast. Like, we're not very fast. Some of us are slow. That's probably because your parents weren't that fast. And then on the flip side, some of us aren't very funny because there's no jokes told in your household. Everyone's just serious. What did you do today, son? Son, how was your day at school? It was good, Dad. father. That's great, son. Pass the milk, son. And then all of a sudden, right, some of us, we don't know how to be quiet and have self-control because we ain't even at the dinner table. We're watching TV, yelling at each other. Man, pass me the remote, Dad. So don't talk to me. I'll slap you. And then all of a sudden it gets crazy. And that's why, where some of our behavior problems come from, right? But without a doubt, this is true for everyone. You may think you're your own person. Scratch that. Your parents probably said that when they were that age. You probably get that rebellious Spirit from them, right? But without a doubt, we get something from our parents, okay? Now, understand this. Now, when it comes to following Jesus, it is like this with God, okay? And it is like this with the relationship. Remember the hypostatic union? Jesus become fully man, fully God. He called the Father, Father, right? And according to the Bible, this was true even with him. So we're going to learn that, that Jesus is like the Father, right? We're like Jesus the Son, and we are to live like God. Simple as that. We're going to learn that today. If we turn to John 5, 19 to 23, we're going to learn, right, the, what Jesus said about this, like, Father-like Son uh, mantra. So Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. Everybody say, Nothing. Nothing by himself. He can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son does also. Whatever the father, uh, for the father loves the son and shows him all he does. Yes, and he will show him even him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed. For just as the father raises the dead and gives them life, the son, even so, the son gives life to whom he is pleased to give it. And then we'll, we'll stop right there. But that, that, is, that is what we're talking about today. We're talking about how Jesus is like the father. Everything the father has done, the son does also. Why is this important? Well, it, it shows us one thing, right? That, first of all, Jesus, the hypostatic union, right? Whatever what Oscar was talking about, right? Jesus being fully God, fully man. That means Jesus looked like a man. He was in the form of a man, but he was doing things that God did. He was saying things that God said, right? So a lot of us, we don't understand this. We think maybe Jesus was like half man, half God. That Jesus, he was like, like you know, he was 50% you know, 52% man and, and 48% God, or however, you know, you mathematicians want to go at it about. And then, you know, there's all these other religions. There's all these people that say, man, Jesus wasn't perfect. You know, Jesus, he sinned. Jesus was just a prophet. Jesus was just a teacher. Tell me, if a teacher did this, right? If a teacher said, whatever you've seen God do, I can do, right? You would think, bro, you're a you're a crackhead teacher, bro. What, what are you smoking, bro? You're like the homeless dude on the corner. He, listen, if Jesus is not telling the truth here and he's just a teacher, then he's the homeless teacher. He's the homeless teacher guy who tells you things like, man, I've seen an alien one time. And, uh, you know, I got probed and that's why I'm homeless right now because they probed me and revealed to me all the secrets of Egyptian culture. You know, yeah, I know Lawrence ran into a guy just like that. That's why I'm referencing that. And if you ever have a conversation with homeless people, sometimes they can say some crazy things. 
But is Jesus that man? No, Jesus is fully God, fully man. He's telling you everything I've seen, everything I do, right? Because people are telling you he's a blasphemer, you know, telling him he's not from God. He's from Satan. He's telling you, no, I get everything from God. Everything I've learned, I've got it from God. He has the same power as God. Jesus is not a little God. He's not a miniature God. He's not a pony God. It's a father's horse God. No, Jesus is God. Jesus is equal to the Father. He's just as powerful. He's there in the beginning. He'll be there in the end. He created everything. So here's the whole thing. Jesus is the same as the Father, but Jesus himself was fully obedient to the Father. How so? Well, Jesus became a man, right? And the Bible says he grew in wisdom and stature. Everybody say wisdom and stature. I know stature is a weird word. That means like physical physical powers. I don't know how to say this. Physical. He grew physically. Jesus was once this tall, right? Then he got, I don't know how tall he was, right? But he was once a baby, right? And if you want to see growth spurts, look at Victor, look at Josiah, right? Jesus had probably a growth spurt like those two right there. So Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. Jesus never sinned even as a child. So understand that. Jesus was fully submitted to the Father, Okay, that means when, when, you know, Mary was like, listen, Jesus, you need to take out your dirty loincloth, okay? Jesus is like, okay, I will take out the dirty loincloth. You know, some of us, when our parents tell us to take out the garbage, you know, we're like, you know what, Mom, you're garbage. You take yourself out, you know? We can get real disrespectful. I'm, I'm, I've, I've seen stuff like that. You guys are like, man, I would never talk to my mom like that. And I'm just using an extreme position. Some of us may be lazy. But Jesus never sinned, even from being a child, he was fully submitted to God, the Father, even to the point of death. Did you know on the cross, uh, when before he came on the cross, he had an opportunity. He was in the garden of Gethsemane, right? He was on a rock. He was praying, and he was, there was so much pressure on him, not stress or anxiety, but pressure on him, knowing the fact that he was about to be tortured to the point of death, that literally he was saying, if it's not your will, pass this this, uh, this goal, past this objective, past this mission, take this cup from my hand. Take this from me if it's not your will. What do you think the Father said? It is my will. He said, your will be done. He was submissive to the Father. He obeyed the Father even to the point of death. This is the relationship between the Son and the Father. This is important to understand. Because now we have to, uh, now we have to completely deal with the, the, the idea, right? The, the thought that the Bible is portraying to us that we are like the Son. So Jesus, that's Jesus, right? Jesus, right? Fully God, fully man, but as a man, fully obedient to the Father, even when he was a child to the point of death. That's Jesus. So us, if we go to Colossians 2, 9 through 10... What is it with us now? It says, for in Christ all the fullness, everybody say fullness, fullness, fullness. That means 100%, all of it, all of the deity, all of God. This is where we get that Jesus was fully God and fully man. 
God didn't just say, hey, I'm going to give you a little bit of, you know, you're going to be like a baby Hercules. I'm going to give you just a dash. This is is my divinity right here. I'm just giving you a dash of divinity, right? Or he didn't just say all of a sudden, you know what, I'll give you a, you know, he just just splashed some God-like stuff on him. You know, you're going to be kind of like a God. You're going to be like Zeus or Hercules. No, the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. That means in a body. And in Christ, sorry, in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. He's the head over every power and authority. So this is what it's saying. It's saying as Jesus is in the Father, right, fullness of God, we are brought to that. We are brought to that fullness, that fullness of God. We are brought to it, okay? Fullness of God, the Father, is in Christ, the Son, and Christ brings us to that. That's adoption. That's adoption. Jesus bringing us to the Father. The reason why you need to understand that is because your religious effort, okay, your religious effort, your good works, your good deeds, everything you could do to strive, all your, you know, your, your rap songs on SoundCloud, right? all your, you know, your, your time being spent with your family, everything does not get you to the fullness of God. Nothing you can possibly do gets you to fullness of God. You have to be brought there. You have to be taken in there just like if you were orphans and you're in the orphanage. No matter what you do, you cannot get yourself adopted. Someone has to adopt you. Someone has to choose you. So just like, right, we, you know, there's, there's Jesus. He's fully God, fully man. We cannot be brought to the family of God. We cannot uh, win our way to the family of God. We cannot impress God to be in there. We have to be, be, we have to be brought there. So the fullness of God, we... Then when brought there, we lack nothing because we have the Father. Everybody ever heard of the Psalm 23? Uh, For the Lord is our shepherd, we lack nothing, right? Leads me beside quiet waters or, you know, lays me down beside cool pastures or something, green pastures. You know that, you know that passage, right? Well, guess what? We lack nothing. We have the fullness of God. Everything we need to live with God, we have it. So how does this affect us now? How does this change our life? Cool. You said some cool things that the Bible said. You know, that's awesome. What does this do for me? I'm going to keep smoking weed. I'm going to keep getting drunk. I'm going to keep being depressed, having anxiety. I'm going to keep not paying attention to you. I'm going to keep not paying attention to my parents. I'm going to do me because that's what, I, that's what I have to do, right? Like, that's what we're probably thinking. How does this affect us? How does this change the way we live? If we go to John 13, 34 to 25, so the son is like the father. We are like the son. So what should we do? What, can, what, ha, what do we have to do, right? We must love as the son loved. Period. That's it. No doubt about it. We must love as the son loved. If Jesus is the son of God, how do you now find out who else is a child of God? How do you do that? Anybody like money up in this place? Anybody like money? Any, anybody like money? I guess I'm asking the wrong question. Does anybody love money? Then I, then, does anybody love money? There you go. A couple other hands raised. If you love money, I'm just going to let you know the love of money is the root of all evil. Just there's a little trap right there, a little pastor trap. But no, here's the whole thing, right? How do you tell a counterfeit bill from a real one? Let's say right now, Noah, let's say right now, I gave you, you've never seen a $100 bill before, 
You've never seen a dollar bill before. So I give you this $100 bill, and I'm like, you know what? Sell me your, sell me your, your shoes. I got this $100 bill. You've never seen a dollar bill before. Would you be able to know what a dollar bill looks like? No, you wouldn't. You wouldn't be able to know what a real dollar bill looks like because you've never seen one before. Should you probably fall for it? You probably think, man, did I bought those shoes from Walmart for 20 bucks? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, right, you find out it's a fake one. You have to know what the real one looks like in order to know the fake. So when we want to know what children of God look like, we don't compare it to our best friend. We don't compare it to our father, to our mother, to our cousin, to Guadalupe. We don't compare it to Allah. We don't compare it to any other religion. We take a person claiming to be a child of God, and we take the Son of God, and we see if they match. So here's the whole thing. If you claim to be a child of God, but yet you don't live like children, guess what you are? You're a counterfeit. You're a fake. You're not a child of God. The, if you don't look like the son of God, you cannot possibly be a child of God. That's it. But now that we are children of God by, faith, by grace through faith, see, you can't work your, remember I said you can't work your way into being a child of God either. You have to be adopted. That's by grace through faith. If we can go to 1 John 3.10. Now that we are children of God, we must live as the Son lived. And this is how we know who are children of God, who the children of God are, and who the children of the devil are. Get that? Two families. Anyone who does not do what is right is not God's child, nor is anyone who does not love their brother and sister. So if you don't do what is right, it's not the fact that, you know what, I'm a Christian, I sinned, I, you know, and, and I'm no longer a child of God. Like, God's like, oh, you're mine, and then all of a sudden you sin. Oh, no, get, get away from me, kid. I don't know you. Oh, you repented, come back here. Oh, no, yeah, get away from me. No, no, God, the Bible says that nothing can separate us from the love of God, but what this is saying, it's an indicator. It's an indicator. It's, it's, it's now showing what is true, just like the counterfeit bill. Listen. Uh, you know, you're a child of God, right? Well, if you don't look like Jesus, the indicator is going to show you as a fake. You're not looking like the son who is with the father, who is one with the father, who is like the father. So our father has given us wisdom through the son. We are not able to live like Jesus through the spirit. So listen, it's not that because you're a human, you can't live like Jesus. It's because you're not born again. You're not a child of God. You can't live like Jesus. So understand, like, let's say right now you hate this message, you know, you, you really despise all that. You wanted more positive talk. You wanted me to say you can do it no matter what. You know, you're a, you're, you're a winner. I believe in you. So you leave the church, go find another one. Listen, if you're not living holy, this is still true. This is still true. If you tried the church thing and it failed you, this is still true. It's not because you couldn't do it. It's because you weren't born again. And by not being born again, not being a child of God, you're not able to do it. Because, listen, a bird flies, a lizard swims, a frog, what does a frog do, right? It ribbits. You don't see ever a frog, you know, like saying, yee-haw. You don't see a frog all of a sudden opening mouth, yee-haw. You don't see all of a sudden a bug starting to do your taxes, right? You don't see that. An animal, right, like a, a lion doesn't all of a sudden start, you know, playing tap, tap dancing. This isn't Madagascar, right? This real life. A human cannot jump off a building, then all of a sudden start levitating like Chris Angel, right? There are things, there are things that you can't do as a human. There are limitations. And if you are a child of the devil, one limitation is you can't live like Jesus. So if you don't do what is right, understand the counterfeit, the counterfeit alarm is, eh, eh, you're not a child of God. 
You end up keep sinning, you keep sinning, you keep sinning, you keep sinning. Guess what your life is telling you? Eh, you're not a child of God. That's it. You're not walking with God. You're walking with this religious thing, trying to fake like to be a child of God. You know why, you know why he's saying this? He says this literally like four times. If you don't love your brother and sister, you're not a child of God. If you don't love as Jesus loved, you're not a child of God. If you don't do this, you're not a child of God. Not saying you have to do X, Y, and Z to get saved, but if you get saved, X, Y, and Z comes naturally. It comes naturally. It's a natural order. It's literally like you, when you trip and you fall down a hill, right? You don't fall down the hill, then come back and fall down the hill and come back. When you fall down that hill, you're going all the way down. When you meet the love of God and you're changed by the love of God, you fall all the way down into it. You are a child in and out of God. So here's the thing. If you are a child of God and you are showing the fact, Lawrence, up, please. If you are a child of God and you're saying, well, man, dude, I keep sinning. I'm, I keep trying. I'm praying. I'm doing this. Dude, I want you to understand. Just repent. Just repent. Turn to Jesus. Turn away from relying on yourself, from doing what you got to do. If you're, if you're constantly in your feelings, trust me, I understand that. And you always feel like you're not good with God. You always feel depressed. You always feel like sinning. Well, get out your feelings. Get into faith. Have trust in God. Because what does a child do? If, if, like, we took Joseph, right, you know, Mildred's son, and you know, he's, he's, a little, he's, a little, he's a little jumpy, right? But if we put him right here, and Mildred was right here, I'm pretty sure he would jump into Mildred. He wouldn't doubt it. Like, is my mom going to catch me? Is my mom not going to protect me? No. He would fully trust Mildred that Mildred would catch him. So it's the same thing. If you are trusting in yourself today and you keep failing, listen, just look back to what I just said. You're trusting in yourself. Children of God, right? A child is not trusting in himself to provide for his family. A child is not trusting in himself to pay the bills. A child is simply trusting the parents to provide everything for them. It's the same thing with us now as children of God. As a child of God, we're not worried about school. We just do good in school because we're living like Jesus. We're not worried about relationships. We're not worried about, you know, having sex. We're not worried about all these things. Worried about getting high. You know, worried about getting, getting drunk. What we are concerned about is the will of God. God, I trust you with a, a, a future husband or wife. I'm not going to sin. What's your will? God, I trust you with the job. I'm not going to stop going to church and doing your will. What's your will? God, I know these teachers are giving me assignments that I really don't understand right now. What's your will? What do you want me to do? I'm not going to worry about it. So as children of God, we have a privilege to call the same God that created the universe our Father. We can ask and we can receive we can cast our worries and our burdens and our cares to him, and he will take care of us. So there's going to be, if I can have the altar workers up. So there's going to be, this altar calls me real simple. If you are not a child of God, if you're not born again, right? And, and how do we know? We take the indicator. We take the counterfeit bill, and we take the real $100 bill, and we see, point it to the light, right? And we see which one matches up. If in the light, you're found to be a sinner, completely sinning over and over and over again. The Bible says that no one who is born again will continue to live in sin. That means repetition. That means you're constantly sinning. You, can't, you don't feel free from sin. You're no longer free from sin. Then that means you're not born again. You need to repent. You need to have the Father as your Father. You need to know the Son. But let's say you are born again. But you're saying, man, I find lots of times where I'm not living like Jesus. 
You know, I find lots of times where I sin, you know, I, I, I lust, I lie, I steal, but I'm really convicted and I don't want to be like that. Then I'm telling you, the altar call is also for you. So if you guys could all stand, please. Understand this, if you're not born again and you're not, you don't care about it, you're good with being a child of the devil, understand this, there are consequences for you. On Messenger today, I, I saw this guy, he said, you know, no matter what, God is the only one that knows what you've been through and knows how you feel, so only God can judge you. So I simply proposed the question, what happens when God judges you then, right? And he said, well, I'll just have to deal with the consequences. I'm like, what are the consequences? Whatever he wants to give he stopped replying to me after that, probably got annoyed. But here's the thing. What is the consequence of being a child of the devil? That means you're rejected by God. I dare one of you to go into a random person's house, knock on the door, see the first person, whether it be a mom or a dad, right? If it's a woman, be like, mom, feed me. If it's a dad, be like, dad, work for me. Give me this. The random person is going to slap you and tell you to get out. If you just randomly walk into a, a house you don't know. You're going, to get kicked out. you're going to get kicked out. So if you go now to God and you're saying, God, I know you, right? And God has no relationship with you. He knows you're a child of the devil. He is going to reject you. Listen, the time of God being accepted by God is now because there's going to be a point where you'll be rejected. And that's called judgment. That's called judgment. And the only people that are not judged are the children of God. That's it. No matter how good you think you were, no matter how great and awesome you think your grades were, no matter what, when it comes to the perfection of God, we fall short. The only one who's going to be able to receive his grace are the people that received his grace now. So this is an invitation, not just, not just in terms of salvation, but in terms of adoption. Who wants to be like the son? Who wants to be a child of God? So if that's you, I'm going to pray. And then as Lawrence is singing, I want you to reflect. I want you to pray. Count the cost. Because children of God live like their father, not like the devil. So Heavenly Father, I thank you that you chose to adopt us, that you chose to save us, Lord, a wicked and perverse generation. You still lavished your love on us, God. You still decided to see us not as our sin uh, labels us God but you saw us through the blood of your son you saw us through the sacrifice of your son and you decided to save us Lord I thank you for that and I thank you God that you are giving an opportunity for everyone here to receive the gospel Holy Spirit I pray that you would work your way convicting every heart in this place work your way convicting every soul work your way God in the lives of these people I pray that they would not be able to escape, God, just this message. They would be planted firmly in their heart that no word would return void. God, I pray for salvation in this place. I pray that children of God would live their lives as children of God. And I pray that children of devil would be adopted into your fold. In Jesus' name, as Lawrence sings, I want you guys to really put the message. Listen, pretend you are that, that dollar bill. Put yourself again, uh, uh, right next to Jesus. Do you match up? Are you a counterfeit dollar bill or are you the real thing? Are you a child of the God who created the universe or are you a child of the devil who is nothing but a liar?